0: Welcome to the fight for grade level reading. I'm Brian Reese. The fight for grade level reading comes from Aspirations Journalism, an initiative of the Patterson Foundation and the Sarasota Herald Tribune to inform, inspire and engage the community to take action on issues related to the campaign for grade level reading. With me today is Carlotta Nelson, director of Brain Matters, a new documentary that travels the globe to discover what helps children thrive. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you for, it's an honor to to be speaking with you today, Brian.
0: Well, we're very happy to have you because we'll get to it a little bit later, but you were actually here in Sarasota, Florida to film part of your documentary, right?
1: Yes, we were in Sarasota to film and interview Ellen Galinsky, the creator of Mine in the Making. And we were able to interview Catherine Schia and Beth Duda, and many experts in in early childhood development who are doing an amazing job there in Sarasota.
0: Fantastic. Well, tell us how the film came about. How did you get involved in this?
1: Well, I am no neuroscientist. Uh, <laughs> I'm a documentary filmmaker, but that's one of the the pleasures and the most fascinating aspects of my job is that with every new job you learn so much. And I was approached by the Genesis Foundation, and it's Colombian foundation that serves underprivileged children in different parts of the country in everything that has to do with education, early education. And I was approached uh, by them at the end of 2015 to begin research and then write and direct the, the documentary
0: coming into this as a relative outsider, what was surprising to you that you learned through your research the, for the documentary?
1: Oh, so, so many things, uh, Brian. I did not know what ECD stood for. I thought it was some sort of uh, disease or um, <laughs> I had very, very I, I my my knowledge of neuroscience was very limited. So and, and I think that that's actually a good perspective when you're researching because you're asking questions that perhaps with a little more knowledge you wouldn't ask. Sure. Uh, the purpose of the documentary was really to create awareness on the importance of the early years. So I learned so many things from the number of words you speak to a baby determines or predicts the number of words that baby will produce mm-hmm. at age three. Just all the brain activity there is in a baby's brain. You know, I, I think that there's a lot of myths that people, that, that in general, that people have when it comes to the early years, and, and I myself was, was a, a misbeliever. So we've we really tried to debunk a lot of these myths. For example, you know, children start learning when they go to school people who think I was just born this way, Right. many things like that, that I think that are in, in popular culture, but are very important to get rid of because that in the end harms, you know, that child's potential to thrive.
0: Yeah, I think you're entirely right. I mean, coming at this from um, a newcomer's perspective, it really makes the film an amazing primer for people. I think people who even know about early childhood development, could learn a lot from it, but it also answers a lot of questions that the perfect layman, a parent or a, a caregiver, might have about early childhood development. You, you're answering all of that there in a way that is really approachable.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, that was that was the main mission. So I'm happy that that you feel <laughs> that way.
0: Well, one one thing that really comes out, and especially in the first half of the film, is these four kind of keys to early childhood development. And they're the nurturing, responsible caregiver, rich language, uh, play and good nutrition. And I think Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners probably understand a lot of that. But what really struck me is that a lot of these things have a huge impact regardless of socioeconomic standing
1: yes yes and that is another big big myth that quality early child care requires uh, money or or having fancy toys or and it's not like that at all what science is saying is that it's good i mean Everything that's important for the brain does not require money. It's about time and it's about the level of engagement of the parents or caregivers. And and that's why high-quality early childhood education uh, really needs to be at the forefront of, you know, even businesses and policy level because parents need help. Parents need to... To realize that this is what their babies need, and it's not pseudoscience; it's 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 the real real science. I, I was very careful because the Genesis Foundation really wanted everything to be validated by science. So when I was doing my research, I I created an 11, 11 member committee, scientific committee, mm-hmm. that helped guide me every step of the way from the first draft of, of the script to the last version of the film. I think that I kind of went off uh, <laughs> off topic here.
0: No, 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 that's quite all right, because I, I think that this is something I hear in a, from a lot of people who have programs or from scientists, and that is the science is quite clear. We know what to do to help early childhood development. And it's just a matter of right. having the political will or the education of caregivers or, you know, all the different things that kind of get that scientific information out there in a way that people can digest.
1: Right, right. And that that's another one of the great aspects about this film is that the scientists were saying, you know, this is so important. We're going to finally have something that we can show others you know with this film because scientists are very good at what they do but not necessarily good at transmitting or or translating what they know in layman terms
0: it's entirely true and this does that this documentary does that very well one thing that you also spend a fair amount of time on is executive function and that's when you were talking to ellen galinsky here in sarasota right and and the importance of executive function so tell us a little bit about that how does that come to play
1: well executive function and and self regulation were we're not born with that knowledge with those emotional skills but they're so necessary and this is another myth we have to get rid of i myself uh, when i was growing up i would i thought that When I was older, I was going to be able to manage my emotions better, Mm -hmm. increase my empathy levels and social skills and communication skills. But it's not an adult thing. These skills are learned best when a child is very young. And if we learn how to deal with frustration, if we learn how to prioritize our goals, even think about our goals and then act on them the earlier we learn these skills the much better we will be with others and ourselves later on
0: right i mean they form a foundation for being able to learn other skills too the having that self regulation
1: exactly exactly and then the the the, the good thing about learning these self regulation and executive function skills so early on is that it kind of forces the adult to learn with the child. Right. Parents want the best thing for their for their children, all of them. But many, many people do not know how to do that. And uh, because there, there is no university for parents, although there is a lot of information on the Internet, a lot of books, some people find it kind of overwhelming, uh, you know, where to start looking, who to listen to. And that's why it's so important that this film, that people know that it's validated by the best experts in the field in psychology, neuroscience, cognitive psychology, biologists,
0: well, you know, one thing that I found fascinating is the, I had not never read about it before, but the Abbasidarian Project, which was a decades-long study that took a look at kids of lower socioeconomic backgrounds and tracked how er, high-quality early childhood development care changed their trajectory. And I think a lot of people would say, well, that's that's going to be clear. But it also had a, an interesting two-gen effect. You're familiar with two-gen?
1: children no
0: okay it's um it affects the not just the children but their parents and even their grandparents having this early childhood oh, care
1: yes i know that concept by uh intergenerational effects yeah right yeah no no no! it's 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 amazing and we we got to spend time with kendra alston who appears in the documentary with her mother as well and something that we did not include in the film because you know not everything we film we we had time or space for but we actually went back to the neighborhood where kendra grew up with her grandmother and her mother and we actually met a woman kendra same age that stayed in in that same neighborhood. And the differences were amazing. And we really didn't want to, you know, have like a negative impact on this woman, her family. That's why we didn't include it. But it was just amazing. And like Kendra's mom says, you know, they were destined to fail. Um, And I think that's another big myth that we have all around the world that People who live in poverty are kind of destined to fail, and, and it's not true. They, you know, We need high-quality early childhood education for everyone, especially the people that are at a disadvantage, because once school starts, they're already way behind, and, and these are things that every parent, every caregiver can give their child, so that child, when they start school, they start the same as everyone else.
0: Definitely. You did travel around the world and look at some programs in various places. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those?
1: Yes. Well, we, we traveled in Colombia uh, with a program called Mis Tumeros Pasos. And one of the things that surprised us the most is that we, 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 you know, we, we tend to think that if there's a program in the United States or in the developed world, is they're going to be better than third world countries. And we were amazed by the high quality education in Colombia and in Mexico and in India, programs that we would love to have for our own kids. And the reason why um, they're so spectacular, not only because of the results they're giving, is because they really... Take into account the whole community—not the child, not only the child, but the the teachers, the caregivers, and the grandparents. They're all involved in in in, in these schools,
0: mm.
1: and uh, the child is not only rated, quote unquote, rated from uh, a cognitive perspective, but nutritional mm. aspects, social skills, creativity. So it's it's a holistic vision that these programs have cool. that were just um, amazing.
0: Columbia was a very interesting example because, you know, they have a national priority now in early childhood development, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. That means that every single child born in Colombia has, has access to high quality early childhood care and education and development. It's been a difficult process for them because of all the different ethnic groups there are and languages within one country. We traveled all the way to, to El Choco in Colombia, and that took a flight, a bus, a tractor, and two <laughs> boats to get there. <laughs> it, it took us about six days just to reach the destination. These are, these are communities, um, indigenous communities, that live very very far away from cities from even small towns and they have their own cultural uh, beliefs and the government and with the help of you know ngos they've had to really study how to work together finding ways to collaborate and educate and and working with the community leaders
0: well the first world could learn a lot from colombia i mean Even in the United States, we certainly don't have that guarantee of early childhood development Mm. and early childhood care. But one thing that I loved, and I've seen this in a few other places, the whole idea of return on investment as a way to kind of convince politicians of the the importance of early childhood care and the fact that return on investment for dollars spent on early childhood development can be one to five or one to ten.
1: Yeah, well, even the James Heckman, who's an advocate for early childhood development, he's a Nobel Prize-winning economist. He now says that high-quality early childhood education programs uh, have a return of up to 13%. Wow. That's 13%, and, and really it's the investment of the future of our society. So even people who do not have children... Should be interested in what happens in with with these future citizens. It's putting the money where it should be, for the benefit of everyone.
0: Definitely. So, where can people see Brain Matters?
1: Right now, we they can see it in iTunes, Google Play, um, on Amazon, and we're also going to give people the opportunity to organize their own uh, community screenings through an exhibitor tool that we will have on our website, and hopefully that will be up and running this month, because we really want for people to really own Brain Matters, uh, in the sense that, that we want them to see the movie, then we want them to go out into their communities and screen the movie, be able to screen it at churches, at communities, libraries. Small theaters in their neighborhood, and we'll, we'll also be sending them a discussion guide so they can engage in a great, uh, interesting Q and A afterwards.
0: Fantastic! When is that going to be available? Do you think
1: we're hoping this month to have to have that tool up and running as as well as our website? So by September, you know, we're we're already getting requests from all around the world of people interested in showcasing brain matters in their communities. And that's really what we, what we want. Our mission is to create further awareness, not only among parents and educators, but really at a policy level and a business level, because governments and businesses should be supporting parents.
0: Definitely. And it's clear when you watch Brain Matters why that is. You did a great job. I love the documentary. And thank you very much for coming on the podcast, Carlotta.
1: Thank you, Brian. Have a wonderful day and thank you so much for having me.